听 Grandeur YYFM. You're listening to YYFM. It's time for tales around the teapot, just for you. Staying with Cousin Laurie, written by Angela Harney and spoken by Angela Harney. Ready or not, I'm coming. I heard my cousin call. I already had my hiding place. I'd squeezed behind an old shed. The brambles, thick-stemmed and vicious, had scratched my leg and torn one of my socks. Blood ran along my shin and a thorn held fast to the skin. I couldn't free it now. Laurie was coming. I held my breath as his footfall grew closer and closer. He panted from running from the mob-mob tree. As he moved away, I eased a yarn of my jumper from a particularly spiky branch. My mother would be so cross, but she wasn't here. Aunt Babs would sort it, like she sorted everything. My hiding place by the shed was built of rocks. Different shaped rocks. They were chosen first, I could tell that. And the window, the rusty window, was chosen second. But they made it fit, putting in smaller stones. The window was broken. Broken panes of glass, jagged pieces. Bits were left, were filthy. I watched a spider. It was a big brown spider. It wrapped up a woodlice as if it were a papoose. I knew all about Indians. I'd read about them in a book that I'd got from the library. And Laurie and I had played at being them. Sticking feathers that we found in our hair and putting Auntie Babs's lipstick on our cheeks. We'd ruined the lipstick and she wasn't cross when she found out. She said, oh, you boys... And she'd butter sticky buns for us. A fausty smell from the shed invaded my nostrils. I tried not to breathe it in. I tried not to breathe too deeply at all. The smell was nasty. And Laurie was coming. Nicholas, where are you? I give up, he hollered. Laurie was my best cousin. But he had no patience. Not like me. I stayed quiet, not moving. Holding my breath, he ran off and I ate a blackberry, removing a maggot and enjoying the sweet taste of the bulbous berry, realising I was quite hungry. Gently, gently, I removed my jumper from the briar and I pushed down the stems of the spiky bush with my sandals and I popped my head in through one of the panes of glass, taking care not to cut myself on the jagged bits. It really stank in there. It smelled quite disgusting. A bit like Auntie Babs's compost heap. In the corner was an oilcloth. And as my eyes grew more and more accustomed to the shadows, I began to make out shapes. It was a bale of straw. A resting old bath. Some old deck chairs. And a croquet bat. Oh, We could make use of that later. And hanging from the rafters were buckets and old garden implements. 
Suddenly, along the beam ran a rat. I heard its claws striking the wood. Ooh! And what was that in the corner? What was that there? What was it? It looked like some kind of an army coat. Oh, my goodness. It was a body. I recoiled, like an electric shock of fear running down my back. I caught my face on the broken glass. And my tummy hardened, felt like a shield. And my legs trembled as if I were cold. And I pushed my way out of the briars, not caring if I was stretched. And I stumbled out onto the lawn. And that's where Laurie found me. There you are. He was delighted. His eyes shone and his mouth spread into a wide smile, showing me his growing new front teeth. They looked like little sores, all jagged on the bottom. What's the matter, he asked, when I didn't return his enthusiasm. There, there, there's a body in the shed. His eyes widened and he took in my dishevelled appearance. A body? What are you talking about? Is that where you were, in the shed? We soon set about bashing down the brambles at the back of the door, trying to get into the shed. The door, like the window, was in bad state. We tried to open it with a tug, but it wouldn't. But we tugged and tugged, Laurie holding on to the handle, and suddenly it came off in his hand, and he fell onto the floor, onto his bottom. We laughed and laughed. The shed was illuminated by daylight, and it showed us the body easily. And we covered our noses because it smelt so bad. And I went in first, and I found a piece of wood on the floor, and I poked the coat with it. A sound came out, a snarl, and then a trill. Laurie was alongside me now, his eyes so wide that his eyeballs lit up like crystals from a shaft of sun coming in through the window. I flipped the coat open. A cat, the scabby one that Aunt Babs gave milk to, purred at us. Its green eyes formed slits. Dropping the weapon and dropping to my knees, I kept an admiring distance. And Laurie joined me. And the scabby cat purred, sucking at pink pimple-like things on her tummy, were four kittens. Their fur was like hers, a mishmash of colours, mostly white, with patches of ginger, like Laurie's hair, and black and brown bits too. Their paws pushed at the swollen belly, pumping and squeezing, as if they were playing the piano not caring about the fleas that ran amongst their padding paws. Oh, they're so cute, said Laurie. So she, I tickled the scabby cat between her ears and she closed her olive green eyes in approval. Diolch am rando i YYFM am fwy o gynnwys fel hyn i ddilyniad lein ac i ar y niwbod beth hoffech chi gwywed nesaf 
Elchi, it's yyfm.com. Thanks for listening to YYFM. For more content like this, to follow us online, and to tell us what you want to hear more of, visit itsyyfm.com.